Welcome to Cage Minds. I'm your host, Micah Frankel, and I'm joined by Kevin Kroom. But first off, we got to give a little backstory. We tried to do this interview yesterday. We could not hear each other over Zoom. Tried to do it over Facebook Live. It would just not connect. There ended up, I ended up making a video of me like cussing a whole bunch and then I had to delete it later. <laughs> and then we finally went with, well, let's just FaceTime and we'll record it for me to realize that the app doesn't let you record the audio. And I just have a nice video of me and Kevin talking, but you can't actually hear any great stuff. So I brought Kevin back today for round two. Round two. Again. Heck yeah, that's where my best work happens, in round two. <laughs> All right, we'll start off there. Do you feel like that's a pattern that you've had to break? Do you feel like you just got to get punched in the face to get warmed up? What is that? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, all these kids I find are tough and they're really good, you know, and uh, it seems like they're all really good at being the hammer, you know, and uh, we we have this saying or this rule at our gym. It's called the 501 rule is you can be a bad motherfucker all you want for five minutes, but 501, I'm coming for that ass, all right? Like, fucking round two goes, we got, we got plenty of time. You can be tough for five minutes all you want, but I'll be here, you know? And so that's just kind of, that's, I mean, that, and it's a rule for a reason, you know what I mean? It ends up happening. Everybody's hard, but I'll still be there, you know? We're talking to Kevin because he's going to be fighting for the FAC featherweight title. First time they're having an event on UFC Fight Pass. Heck All yeah. Sounds pretty cool, right? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for sure. Uh <laughs> What were you thinking when they told you title fight? You fought for them once. We'll get to that in a moment. But what were you thinking title fight when you got the contract? Yeah, so uh, like you said, I, I was the, the main event for the inaugural uh, FAC, uh, which that that's really cool. Super excited to do that. That meant a lot to me. Uh, I, I've been here. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I grew up in Missouri and just like – this is a, the biggest promotion in the Midwest at the moment. It's doing big things. So it was really cool to be on the first one. And now uh, they are doing the third one. Um, and this is going to be the first one on UFC Fight Pass. So once again, I'm going to be the main event for a title. Um, that's super exciting. Exciting, You know, uh, uh, man, I, I, want, I want my name to mean the entertainment. And, you know, uh, get, getting to do these main events, you know, uh, it just kind of makes me makes me feel really good. Lets everybody know, hey, like you hear Kevin Kroom, you know uh, it's going to be a, a good fight. These last couple of years since you've moved back home, you've been fighting there regionally. You've had some smaller shows, Bellator experience. Is there a difference? It's obviously not a difference fight night, but is there a difference for you when you're able to tell people that you're fighting on somewhere where it's streaming versus hey, you got to be here live? Uh, I mean, yeah, man, uh, the only thing I've ever cared about in this is, I mean, hey, I want to make good money. I want to make what I'm worth, right? <laughs> but, uh, and that's coming. But uh, is I want to be watched easily by my friends, you know? I want my friends to be able to tune in. And uh, I have friends all over the world. And so something like UFC Pie Pass that anybody can get, uh, it's super easy. Uh, and, I mean, besides this fight, there's a ton of great content on there, uh, fights every day. And, I mean, you know, it, it's just, it's awesome, man. It's really cool. 
how does it feel? You've been in this journey for a long time. Where do you chalk up some of these milestones, these these title fights, fighting for these bigger promotions? Uh, I mean, maybe right. It's just all it's just all another step in the road, you know. Uh, I mean, every fight's the next biggest fight. Every everything, you know. What I mean, like all that matters is next week now at this point, you know? So like, I mean, yeah, I've had a lot of cool experiences. I've got to fight uh, seven countries all over the world, met some really cool people. I mean, fighting has, has definitely changed and saved my life. And uh, I have no clue who I'd be without it. It's molded me as a human being, you know? Uh, so, I mean, yeah, to still be in it, to still be going, uh, reaching new heights, man, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, do you take, I know you take away the memories and there's probably lasting scars and bumps and bruises, but do you take a keepsake away from every fight or anything to remember that experience, that camp? Ah, uh, man. So when you have as many fights as I do, it kind of gets hard. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like uh, I used to have a lot of like rules and stuff I would try to do for every fight. And then around about fight 20, 25, something like that, you kind of throw it all out the window. Um, yeah. I mean, I try to, if there's, if there's a poster or something for sure, I'm always trying to snag a poster with my face on it. Uh, you know? So, I mean, I don't know about every fight, but yeah, man, I, I try to. <laughs> Are you amazed when you look at your record, how many times you've competed, not just MMA, but boxing, kickboxing, all of that together? Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess. Uh, it, it's no thing to me. Uh, when I talk to other people, they're like, holy shit, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, so uh, I got like, I was 20 and 0 as an amateur. I have 32 professional fights that are accounted for. To be honest, I have more than uh, I have more than 32 pro MMA fights, but like there's a couple they're not counting at the moment or something like that. So we'll say 32. I got 32 pro fights, so that's 53 MMA fights. I think I got like six, seven, or eight pro boxing fights, a couple pro kickboxing. Um, you know, and I mean not to not to count like all the you know like random like kickboxing smokers and stuff like that you know yeah i mean i mean i've had a ton of fights i think i pulled up uh as a professional mma fighter i i almost have four hours i think i have three hours and 50 minutes in the cage something something like that so like i mean yeah <laughs> that's pretty cool <laughs> I, is there still a goal left as far as a as a as a combat sport that you want to compete in uh like like a like something else, I, I, like another sport. Yeah, because you've done the kickboxing, the boxing, and the MMA. Would you want to go with the bare knuckle or the Muay Thai? Uh no. I mean, I uh, I have been offered a couple bare knuckle fights, and man, I already got a ton of scars on my face. I open really easily with gloves. Um, I, it's not really something I wouldn't want to do. Like, I mean, if they if the the pay would have to be a lot better than what they're offering. You know what I mean? Like to me, it's just not really worth it. Um, so yeah, no. <laughs> so how, but I mean, once again, money talks, money talks, you know, so I'll do whatever, you know, <laughs> and right now happily focusing on MMA, right? Yeah, definitely. Now we had brought this up yesterday. One of the memories I saw that you recently shared on Facebook, uh, it's just been over a year since you got your brown belt, I believe, right? 
Heck yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday was a year, uh, exactly. Um, yeah, man, that's really cool. Uh, I remember saying, you know, back in the day, like, oh, I'll be a white belt forever, like just playing around, you know, and because uh, I never really wanted to put on a gi, you know, because I, I fought MMA. So, you know, I mean, I, at the time, I didn't really think they translate. And I mean, I, I guess I, I don't know how much they translate now, but it's still really good experience and stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. I like having a brown belt. I need to tie down me a new gi so it'll match my brown belt. What inspired you, because you were hesitant, to get into the gi? Um, I guess uh, move, moving to Kansas City and they just – James has a, a really good program at the gym. And it's like, well, I'm here. I'm paying for it. So what, why not? You know, I guess uh, no other gym I was at full time had a gi program. Uh, it was always somewhere else. You had to go somewhere else. And so it just made sense, you know. And talking about – moving out there back home going to glory you've had a couple of fights there how long did it take to get used to learning some of james's techniques because it's a new coach and i'm sure there's an adjustment between your body wanting to do what you learned before and trying to incorporate the new stuff yeah yeah man well also man like i mean i kind of uh i kind of came to glory and james like uh, not broken, but like a severely like mentally messed up and like just not not there as a fighter. Um, I was on a really rough two fight losing streak, uh, and technically is a three fight losing streak because I lost a kickboxing fight um, before. So I mean, I just had a a long hard road. I wasn't making smart fight decisions, um, and. Uh, it was just really difficult. So on top of having a new coach and having to learn kind of their flow and everything, I had to kind of work through a lot of my mental bullshit and kind of figure out how to do this whole fight thing again, you know? Um, so, I mean, it definitely did take a while. I would say for sure, like kind of a year to um, just kind of figure their vibes out and figure their flow and uh, everybody's vocabulary. You know, every gym kind of says different things. They have different different terms for different movements and whatnot. So uh, it took it, it took a little while, but man, I really feel like we've we've found our flow and um, we're just progressively getting better and better. And uh, I'm really excited about it. How many different gyms just throughout your career have you trained at? Uh, I mean, I don't know, like six or seven you know probably i mean even more like just here and there you know how hard is it to take the little bits of the things that you like to in to incorporate your style uh i mean yeah man it's it, it kind of took me a little while um i think i think i've really found it here uh in this last year this last six months for sure um and i mean yeah man it, it kind of it takes a minute. It takes a lot of, a lot of practice, a lot of uh, repetition, a lot of muscle memory to kind of just get comfortable with allowing your body to do what it kind of wants to do, you know? So man, I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> and I don't know if it all came together at the same time, but we had talked last time, two years ago, been way too long, but um, 
<laughs> that when you moved out to glory, you were able to take a step back from how involved with the team you were out here, cornering guys, coaching classes. And it seems like, I didn't realize you had so much of a, a soul searching to do, but it seems like when that came together, you kind of got right back in the same position with glory. Uh, yeah, man, I want to be an uh, integral member of every team or group I'm a part of, uh, and that's in life or in, uh, in MMA. You know what I mean? Like, uh, why do something if you're, like, just going to sit back and kind of let it happen? Like, I want to be a big part of it, you know? And um, so it makes me feel really good that I've kind of – that that's been accepted and kind of that's, that's just kind of happened. Uh, over the last uh, three years, you know, uh, you just get to know people, you get, you get in your groove and uh, yeah, man, I'm really happy. Uh, Fighting is kind of like the only thing I have in my life. You know what I mean? It's like, it's all I do. It's all I care about. It's all I've ever cared about. And so, uh, I mean, having the respect of the people around me means the world to me for sure. And one of those guys that we saw you in the corner of, and I got to ask about him, how good is Grant Dawson? Man, oh, that kid is so freaking good. It is so frustrating. You don't know how many times I've, like, had to take a round off and just be like, the fuck, the fuck. Uh, you know how, uh, you know how uh, Dustin Poirier, when he's fighting Khabib, looks to his corner and he goes, what? Like, he's just astonished. He's like, what do I do? Help me. Can you help me? That's how I feel going with this kid a lot. Like, we'll be going, and he'll take me down this dark tunnel, and I'll start to see a little bit of light, and I'll get super excited. Oh, there's a light, there's a light, and oh, no, he just pulls me back in, man. The kid's a monster. He'll for sure, uh, he'll for sure be a champion um, here soon. Uh, one of the best grapplers I've ever, uh, I've ever rolled with. And now, also, we've all been going through a pandemic, but – you told me yesterday life has basically stayed the same for you, right? Yeah, man. I mean, I don't really do a lot. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, apparently my life's kind of like a quarantine anyway. Uh, I didn't know that until this happened. But all I do is I work and I go to the gym and uh, I hang out at my house, man. Uh, so uh, the gym was closed for, closed for a couple weeks and uh, did a lot of training at home and at, you know, other people's house that have mats. But other than that, everything's been normal. I work construction, so I'm outside most of the time, and that's been going this whole time. Really, I have worked probably harder in the last four months than I have maybe ever, you know what I mean? So it, it's nothing, nothing different, really. <laughs> and during when we were quarantined here in Albuquerque, you had a, a mini reunion. Jordan Espinosa went and spent some time with you at Glory. You ended up cornering him with your former coaches. So talk to me about what that was like having Jordan there and going to Vegas with the Latrell Yee squad. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, it was awesome. Jordan hit me up, said he wanted to come out and train. Uh, obviously, me and James were super excited to have him. Uh, he, he stayed with me. So, I mean – not only was it cool to have him train, but, I mean, we haven't seen each other really. I mean, uh, we've seen each other, like, once in the last three years. And, you know, so I haven't really got to spend a lot of time together. We spent, you know, a few weeks together. It was really cool. Get to training with him. And uh, and then it was awesome to be able to go to Vegas, hang out with uh, Yee and Latrell, and uh, 
watch Jordan do spectacular work, man. What an athlete. That kid's great. And uh, yeah, he, he's always been really good. And I feel like he's just really kind of uh, finding his groove and coming into his own. And, uh, man, it's really cool to be in this corner and uh, watch that happen, you know? I found myself saying after his Mark De La Rosa fight, I'm like, wow, he looks so good. That's the best he ever looked. And, and then I found some tapes of me talking about how good he looked after the Eric Shelton fight. And I'm like, I think the last four times he's won, I've kind of said the same things. Wow. Each time when he's won, there's been leaps and bounds in that improvement. Yeah, man. Yeah, he, he's spectacular. He's, he's a great athlete for sure. Hard worker. And talking about wins, you've won two in a row. We touched on it earlier. The the win streak started with the first FAC main event, and you took on one of the wildest personalities in MMA, Charles Bennett. So please share with me what that experience was like. Oh, man, I mean, it was wild. Uh it, it kind of came down to the wire. I feel like we – he signed on to the fight maybe like three weeks out, maybe four. Uh, and, like, I got the call. And I was just like, wait, what? And I had to – I mean, obviously, I've been a fan of him forever. Uh, you know, him fighting back in pride, all his antics. Uh, I mean, he's so wild. Like, I remember him just, like, looking at the camera, like, talking, talking smack to the camera, like – in the middle of the stare down, the ref's like standing there, you know, like just all this stuff. He's wild. Uh, so it kind of took me like maybe like the first week to kind of separate me from being a fan of him to me fighting him, you know. Uh, and uh, I mean, once I did that, it, it was a lot of fun. He, he was wild. He like got all really close to me uh, at the weigh-ins. And like I was like thinking while it was happening, I'm like, Normally, like, I feel like I would push you if you were, like, getting up on me like this, but I, this shit's just too funny. It's him, you know? Like, I'm just going to let him be him, and I'm going to smile about it. Uh, and uh, so, I mean, that was cool. And then, man, he's wild. He came out, uh, and, like, when I dropped him, I caught him with, I, I don't know, like a 2-3 or something like that. And uh, he hit the ground. He goes, oh, you think you hurt me, huh? And I'm like smile. I don't know. I mean, I guess so. And then I came down, and he like basically coached me through beating him. It was wild. Like he pretty much repeated what James said. James was like, "Lace the legs," and he's like, "Yeah, lace the legs." And then there was a second where he's like, "I'm gonna roll you," and I was like, "Oh shit, thanks, thanks for telling me." You know what I mean? So I stopped the roll. I was like, "I appreciate that," you know. And then, uh, and then yeah, uh, I choked him out. Uh, and he – and then afterwards, I, like, walked up to him. I was like, hey, man, like, obviously, I really respect you. Thanks for taking the fight. That's really awesome. He goes, oh, man, fuck that, and, like, walks out of the ring, you know. And then uh, and then after after the fight, like, I ended up seeing him, like, in the parking lot, and I, like, say hey to him again. He's like, man, I can't believe I let your skinny ass beat me. And just, like, walks <laughs> off, dude. It was so funny. Uh, uh classic man just really good <laughs> have you ever had that moment before where you were handed a contract with a guy that you admired or kind of looked up to uh i mean uh, i don't know about admired or looked up to i mean i've definitely fought a ton of people that i feel like in like another life we could be best friends 
You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, there's a couple of people who just like, I see them through like fighting and like them, I see their posts. And I'm like, hey, man, I like that cartoon too. Or like, you know, just random stuff. That, that song is my jam or like whatever, you know, uh, there's a lot of really cool fighters. So yeah, I mean, it's interesting. <laughs> And we mentioned it. It's a two-fight win streak. The last one came at Bellator. Tell us about it. Heck, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Felt really good. Uh, that kid uh, is really good. Um, Bengali. I can't I can't remember his first name. Bengali. Uh, yeah, man. He's an incredibly good striker. Uh, he came out. He came out right away trying to put some put some flashy stuff on me. And, uh, I mean, I couldn't really find my groove on my feet. It felt like it was just – it's kind of uh, interesting. He came out immediately through like a flying knee, um, gave me his hips. So I just kind of initiated the, the ground or, and whatever. And, uh, uh, man, it was an interesting fight. I'm super happy the way it turned out. Obviously, I won. Uh, you know, I mean, I think I did um, uh, enough enough to get it. And so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm pumped. Pumped that happened. Uh, went through a little bit of adversity in that. I, like, had surgery, like, six weeks before that fight. And so, like, I actually accepted accepted the fight the night that I had the surgery. So, like, that – I mean, that was pretty wild, you know, like uh, just a little bit of extra adversity there. Uh, it's the type of shit I live for. <laughs> so, how – hurt, I guess? I don't know. Unhealthy. How – yeah, how – what percentage were you at going into that fight? Uh, I mean, okay, I don't know about I don't know about percentage. Uh, the doctors gave me like a four week recovery. They told me I'd have a four week recovery. The fight was in six weeks. I didn't train for two weeks, and then um, uh, I couldn't like really run or anything. Uh, so I mean, I, I was I was in shape. Uh, me and Grant had been going for like. 16 weeks at the point that I had the surgery. So, like, I mean, I was in really good shape already. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know about percentage. I, I, I was pretty good. All right, all right. And now we're <laughs> – what kind of camp have you put together with this opportunity? I think it's been, what, six months since you've been able to compete. And with as many fights as you've racked up in the last 11 years, we know you fight frequently. So, this has got to felt like the longest hiatus ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, definitely, definitely not the longest hiatus ever. I think the last one I had was like eight months or something like that. So at least it, it's getting harder to find fights nowadays. But uh, hopefully that'll change really soon. Uh, man, I'm excited. I've been working, working really hard. Uh, we basically Grant fought a week after I did, so I fought like uh, the at the end of February, and he fought the last week. Um, we took maybe like a week off, a week light, and then started going super hard again. So I've, I've been going really hard since March. Um, Grant's already won a fight in Abu Dhabi, came back, got fat, went on vacation, came back, you know, like trying trying to get skinny again, and I'm about to fight. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm ready to do this. Uh, it's been a long camp. I put in a lot of work. Um, James uh, mentioned a quote. I can't remember who originally said it, but uh, said there's crisis and opportunity. There's opportunity and crisis, uh, you know. And so at the beginning of this whole pandemic, he just said, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of opportunity coming. So let's 
everybody make sure we're ready for it. And uh, I really took that to heart, and uh, I've been working my ass off. So, uh, man, I'm really excited to show that to everybody. And, uh, man, I'm ready to go. And it sounds like uh, you've been told that with a win, there's some, there's already some things on the horizon in the works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, who knows? You know, I mean, we'll see. But uh, definitely, uh, impressive win doesn't hurt my uh, hurt my situation. So, with those kind of talks going on, does it uh, put a little more emphasis on wanting to get a finish, on wanting to look your best next Friday? Uh, man, I mean, I always want to look my best. I always want to fin finish, you know, like, uh, like I said before, I'm trying to have my name be synonymous with entertainment. I'm always trying to give a good show. So, I mean, no, but yeah, of course, you know what I mean? Like I always want to throw down, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely, uh, I feel like they're kind of like throwing me the ball and telling me play for my shot. So I'm going to play, you know? And talking about looking good, I noticed when I was preparing for the interview, looking at all the ones we've done throughout the years, besides, you know, the continual change of Kevin's look, I mean, is that just to keep yourself entertained? We get the munchops, the different hairstyles? Uh, I mean, yeah, man, I guess. I, I don't know. Uh, now that you say something about it, for sure, I do have a ton of different looks thinking about it. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I always just go off on tangents for like a little while and I just get really super into something. Even if nobody else likes it or anybody else thinks it looks good, I'll just be like, fuck you and I'll do what I want. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just go into things. <laughs> always the entertainer. Do you have anything special for us planned for the trunks, for the walkout? Uh, yeah, man, I mean, you know, I uh, always – always like to entertain i uh, have been wanting to come out to the song i'm coming out to uh for a while for a hot minute to be exact so i'm excited about that it, it'll be a catchy groove and uh yeah man i mean there's there's a couple things going on uh, a couple a couple i don't know about secrets but uh you know like a, a couple things that are changing that'll be presented at the fight so i'm excited i'm excited for that You've had some very entertaining and uh, different walkouts before. What's been your inspiration and your favorite one? Ah, uh, man, I mean, it changes, right? Uh, I, I don't know. I always – I normally will, like, will just be chilling, thinking about a fight, or, like, I'll just get a call for a fight, and the song will come on, and I'll get goosebumps or, like, just something. Or there's a reason why I'm coming out to it. Uh, one time I, I was fighting a kid – for the second time, the first time I choked him unconscious, I was fighting him for the second time. Uh, so I came out to Like a Virgin by Madonna to let him know it was going to hurt like the first time. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm just dumb. <laughs> I just like to do silly shit. I came out to What a Wonderful World by uh, Louis Armstrong. That was a, that was a dope, that was a dope walkout. Um uh, baby, baby, baby by Justin Bieber. That was a really solid one. I I uh, got a really quick finish and got a bunch of fans off of that. Um, I came over to somewhere, somewhere over the rainbow. That was a good one. Yeah, man, I I got a lot of really good ones. Thinking on it, um, I don't know. It's just something I like to do. I have a really wild taste. I like all sorts of different stuff. Like I listen to old country to you know like 
old rock and roll to new rap to everything, electronics. So, I mean, yeah, it's just, I like to keep it fresh. <laughs> you see a lot of people walk out to, to metal, to rock, to rap. Do you feel like when you do those other kind of songs, when they hit, you get a, a more spectacular, almost crowd reaction? Yeah, man. Like, I mean, so I started, I started as an amateur. I fought like, I, I fought 20 times in 14 months. So, I mean, I was fighting every weekend. I won all 20 of those too. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, uh, you know, and so like, I, like you were saying, man, every week come out to like Metallica or something. And I just noticed, and then they get finished really quickly. And I just noticed that everybody, like their walkout song was harder than they were, you know? And I didn't want that to be the case. I wanted, I wanted to come out to something and just make people be like, what the hell is this? And then watch some badass shit and be like, holy shit you know like uh yeah you know i mean i feel like that's always much more entertaining if you come out to something that's like supposed to be badass like and then you're badass like cool like whatever but you know that that's like the same old story everybody's heard i want to be different you know all these fights that you had do you have a favorite finish uh i mean that shit in Kazakhstan where I split the kid's head open and then they stopped it and then took him out and like wrapped his head up with like a turban and then sent him back in. And then I took him down and hit him in the gut a couple times and they threw in the towel. That was, I don't know about my favorite, but that's by far the most memorable. You know what I mean? Like that's just wild. Um, I don't know. I mean, I got some pretty cool, pretty quick, you know, uh, I got like a, 26 second knockout that I've never got to see because uh, it was the promotions boy that I knocked out. And then, so they, they never released the footage. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'll go with the Kazakhstan one. That's, that's pretty good. Which one was the 26 second knockout? I fought in Canada. Uh, Lenny Wheeler, I believe his name was. He ended up, it always sucks when you fight a guy and they're on a tear and then you beat them and then they start losing to everybody. Like when I fought him, he was on like a six-fight win streak, murdering everybody. Like I was a massive underdog. I knocked him out and then he, he like lost four fights in a row. Like, damn. <laughs> and that's a difference. That's been a difference between you and other guys. Some people have hit those slumps and kind of buried themselves in there. And Kevin's always found a way to come out the other side and to keep fighting, to keep evolving. So what has it been that keeps you going in this sport? Um, a, something I always tell myself is, well, what is a story about persistence and dedication without persistence and dedication? You know what I mean? Like if, if, your story is going to be about persistence and dedication. Like you're going to have to come overcome some shit. You're going to have to persist, you know? And uh, so that's one thing that I always tell myself to try to motivate me. And I mean, I don't know, man, I love this shit, you know? Uh, and I do really believe that I, I'm uh, one of the baddest people on the planet, you know, like, uh, like while, while, you know, sometimes there's a couple different voices in my head, you know, and sometimes there's a voice in my head that, that's telling me I'm not, you know, uh, that one that's telling me I am is always, always been a little bit louder. And, uh, I, I just don't stop, you know, and that's, that's what it's all about. I like, keep trying, you know, 
And after after so many mistakes, you you start to learn. You get good. You know, I, I've I've learned a lot of lessons. <laughs> And how much of your determination is also kind of like uh, the meme you shared the other day, there's a man with a pitchfork or a man with a, the chip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, man, for sure. Uh, so I've been fighting for 13 years. I have been um, close to the big show or, or in talks to be in the big show uh, at least three different times, you know, uh, and and then it seems like each time I, I messed up, I fell harder, and uh, it's just like a, a a snowball just going down a hill. It just got bigger and started going faster. Um, uh, and so it's taken a while to kind of like stop that and uh, get get back on the right track. And um, yeah, man, I, I'm sorry. I kind of I kind of uh, messed out. What 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 was the question? <laughs> oh, I, I just wanted you to talk about that. I had seen that meme, and I kind of felt like oh, that must oh, have yeah, been man, something yeah, man, I'm sorry. To no, go for I'm it. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, uh, no, um, man, I don't know how many, like, arguments with myself I've had about whether I'm I'm good enough or whether I can keep keep doing this or or if I'm a fool or how many times I've been embarrassed because I believed in myself and I went out there and I messed up and then look at me I don't know how many times I've cried to my friends and I've been like I'm good at this right like please tell me like I should keep doing this and and thankfully they tell me that I am good at it and I should keep doing it and so here I am but uh Man, dude, like, it's been tough. There's been tough times. I've quit for about five minutes before. You know what I mean? Like, like I, uh, there was a, a rough day in practice about a year ago where I had a terrible first three rounds, and I quit for round four, but I was back by round five. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, uh, man, this is a hard sport, you know, and uh, it's rough, but – through my teammates uh, and, you know, uh, talking with them and, like, believing, talking to them and having them believe me, believe in me, uh, it's really helped me believe in myself. Uh, I had uh, a conversation with Grant, I don't know, maybe a year ago, and I was just telling him, hey, man, like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of losing the faith. Like, it's getting hard to pay my bills. It's getting hard to do all this stuff. I work all the time. I don't make any money in this fighting game. Like, ah, like, what do I do? And he just looked at me and he was like, man, you're going to make it. Like, this year is going to be your year. Like, keep going. I have 100% faith in you. And, like, just hearing that and, like, knowing that he meant that, like, that helped me believe in myself again. And uh, I'm at a point where I have no doubt I'm no doubt in my mind. Like there's, I'm no longer questioning myself. Uh, I like know, I know what's about to go down. I know it and I can feel it. And uh, fuck man, that's really awesome. That's a really awesome feeling. It's an individual sport and people look at that all the time because you're in the cage by yourself, but how important are teammates in this sport? Man, so let me just say that I'm now a part of the best team atmosphere that I've ever seen. Something that James has done, uh, he has created the best team environment that I've been a part of. Uh, in this game, like, egos are such a big thing, and it's, like, so hard. I've seen a lot of, like, gym drama and beef and just all this weird stuff. And 
it's really refreshing to be a part of a, a team where everybody just really cares about each other and we all want the best for each other. Uh, so that's really great. And, and also um, it's important to have a team like, because if you got a bunch of killers in the same room and everybody's re trying to reach the same goal, like the, the atmosphere is bigger than yourself. You know, if it's just you and two other people working, like, it, it won't become the same intensity, you know? It's like like everybody being there together, all working towards the same goal, it just amplifies everything. It amplifies the energy, and you can feel it in the room, you know? And I got to ask again to talk about the team real quick. Also in your weight class, 145 pounds, uh, Megan Anderson, how much does she beat you up? Oh, man, uh, she's such a good striker. She's so good. She's getting – really good on the ground too i guarantee uh if you get caught in her triangle good luck boy yikes um yeah man she's really good uh on her on the feet like i mean i have to i want to take her down i'm not trying to stand with her because she she'll piece me up i don't appreciate it so i'm taking her down but it's getting harder to do nowadays because she's getting better man uh FAC debuts on UFC Fight Pass with a featherweight title bout main event. Kevin Kroom against Anderson Hutchinson. We haven't brought up your opponent. Let's give him the respect. A tough, gritty wrestler who I saw has had like a lot of split decisions. So been through some close battles. What do you think of the challenge ahead of you? Um, yeah, man, I mean, uh, he, he's a tough kid. Um, I have to mind my P's and Q's. He has, uh, he's been in a lot of, uh, long fights. I think he's been in like three or four 25 minute fights. Um, you know what I mean? So, uh, he knows what he's doing. What do I have to do, man? I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get my feet moving, my front hand popping. I'm going to land my jab and, uh, I'm going to find my swag early and, uh, and, and I'm going to go from there. You know, I believe that uh, I'm the better fighter all around. So uh, I'm just going to go out there and do my thing. Don't, not want to be too cocky and stuff, but with all the experience you have and then the different levels of training partners you've had, it's got to be hard-pressed to say that he would bring anything you haven't seen before, right? Uh, I mean, sure. You know, what, like, like Tyson said, once you get punched in the face, everything goes out the window. You know what I mean? So – who knows? I've 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 gone in thinking that uh, I wasn't going to see anything, and then uh, or you know see anything new, and then they clipped me, and then it became a real fight. You know what I mean? And then and then uh, it was rough. Uh, so obviously, like I said, man, I have to mind my p's and q's. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to keep my hands high. I'm going to land my jab, keep good distance, and I'm just going to kind of let the fight unfold. Having had title fights five rounds before do you feel like that's something that your experience will be an advantage uh yeah yeah sure like like i i think uh i think i've lost more than he's fought totally you know i mean not the not the toot my own horn you know no but uh you know i mean i, I fought tough people i've been in the game for a long time i've had some losses so uh yeah i mean i have a lot of experience and uh yeah, man, I mean, I, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to use it to my advantage. I don't – I'm not in a time rush. I'm not worried. I got 25 minutes to go out there and get the job done. So if I have to take 24 and a half, I'll do it. You know what I mean? I'm going to go out there and, and be smart and uh, make it a good, exciting fight. 
obviously with as long as you've been in the game, skills in every area. But just talk about a little bit how you feel you've changed or what's developed in these last three years now, being under glory, what kind of different fighter you are? Uh, well, my fight IQ has gone up immensely, or at least I've started to try to use my brain. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, so, man, that, that helps loads. Uh, I haven't been cut in my last two fights, and for me, that's like – goddamn near impossible you know so uh that's pretty cool and uh yeah uh i'm trying to be just trying to be smarter um my jujitsu obviously has uh gotten so much better james is such a good coach uh he's a first degree black belt but he's he's a lot he's a lot higher than that um dude's sick uh and he's really helped me systemize my game like like, uh, I've been fighting for so long. I've been at so many gyms. I have so much going on in my head. It's kind of like I went out there and I just, uh, like, whatever comes out, comes out, you know. And uh, he really helped me systemize and, and uh, uh, get me, like, auto responses. When I get in a position, this is what I do from here. And I get in a position, this is what I do from here. And they all kind of funnel into each other. So uh, he's really helped me systemize my game. And, uh, man, I, that's probably – the biggest thing that's changed is I know what I'm going to do in these positions now, you know, opposed to just kind of, ah, ah, this, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I want to oversimplify, but it's kind of almost like you had one of those big five gallon water jugs that you took in there before. And now from that, you're taking like a teacup of stuff that you're sure you want to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually a, a good a good analogy for sure. Yeah, I was like carrying too much and I didn't know what was going to come out. And now I know exactly what's going to come out and, and what I'm going to do with it, you know. Has it take, did it take like a certain number of fights or a point where you said where things have started to slow down for you? Ah, uh, man. <laughs> I have had, I feel like I've had different careers, you know, like, uh, I, I have fought one way this, this for these years and fought one way these years and fought one way these years, you know, so things have been different at times, you know, I think now I have kind of learned to how to slow things down or make make my fight approach more like my gym approach try to be more like i am in the gym every day at the fights you know i think that's made a big a big, a big difference when you look back at your old fights because you fought so many different ways is it a, a roller coaster ride do you have any specific emotions um, dude, I do have a. It's a, I got a roller coaster of emotions through my career. Uh, I try to forget them all. You know what I mean? I got I got some fights that haunt me. You know what I mean? Like somebody will just say a word and I'll like have a flashback to like some fight and I'll be like ah, you know? They're like what? Don't worry about it. You know, for sure. But uh, uh, some James says is you gotta have a a short memory in the in the fight game. You know that that's kind of kind of the truth. Uh, it doesn't matter what you've done. It matters what's about to happen. You know what I mean? So you got to have a short memory. Let's just go. So where, how do you sum up where Kevin Kroom is at right now in his career? 
I'm really, really excited to be at this point, uh, be where I'm at. Uh, I, I believe that uh, a lot of really big things are about to happen for me. And uh, I've put in the work for a really long time for all these things to happen. So uh, I'm really excited for what the future holds. So spectacular, man. It feels great to be here. Next Friday night is in the cage, in the main event, in a title fight. Kevin Kroon, it's always great getting to talk to you. Who did you need to thank? Who did you need to shout out to? Heck yeah. First of all, man, glory in the MMA. Uh, James Krause is the best coach around. Uh, he's amazing. Uh, I don't know what I'd do without him. And uh, Grant Dawson, phenomenal training partner, stand-up guy, uh, great coach. Uh, love the kid. Um, Brian Imes, Hillbilly Fightwear, Staunch Properties, uh, Lisa Gore, Bell to Bell Impact. Um, you, man, thanks. Thanks for having me here again. It's been a while. Maybe, uh, maybe let's not let it go so long this time. Right. When I started searching, I was, uh, I was ashamed that I hadn't, you know, bothered you for an interview in the last two years. I couldn't <laughs> believe I've only bothered you once since you've been out there. <laughs> well, here we go. Here we go. And uh, yeah, I mean, everybody you can follow me on um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Kevin Kroon underscore MMA. All of that's the same now? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Once again, Kevin, best of luck next Friday. We'll talk to you soon. Heck yeah. Thank you so much. Have a good one.